Hey there guys, welcome to Total Space. I'm another Space Nut, today along with my co-hosts... Mikko. And I'm Ryan from the Space Update. We've got human landing systems, we're talking near-Earth objects and upcoming launches. Okay, so we'll kick off uh, with the launch updates first. Uh, on the 18th, we've got SpaceX, another Starlink launch, launch 13. And then we've got Rocket Lab, another launch on the 20th of October. And then we've got the Chinese iSpace Hyperbola 1, I believe, on October the 21st. And then finally, after a long, 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 long delay, we've got Enrol 44. Fingers crossed for this one. Hopefully it will launch this time on October the 23rd. So let's talk near-Earth object, guys. What have we got incoming? So looks like on October 14th, we have TQ2. That's going to be around three lunar distances away. And then on the 16th of October, uh, there's a TH3 that's going to be just under five lunar distances away from us. It's still relatively far away, but uh, quite close still, considering. Yeah, yeah, and lately we've been having a lot of those that has been just discovered when they are just about to reach Earth. I mean, like, it's not something you would like to hear from NASA. Oh, by the way, we just found this uh, asteroid. It was just going past us yesterday, and we just found it. It was like impending death in the next six hours. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think many of those are from the uh, Venus side. So when the telescopes are looking, they see the sun. So they are really difficult to spot. Whenever you watch the movies, you always see uh, some big wig at NASA that's aware of an incoming object like three years in advance and we're all preparing as a species and stuff. Some of these that are discovered last minute, although for the most part they are small, some of them are quite big. Yeah, yeah, totally. It looked similar to some Starlink uh, burning in the atmosphere. A double asteroid deflection from yeah. darts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's within a couple of years, I think, and I think they sent uh, two two probes. One is observing the impact that the other makes. It depends on the size of the asteroid, though, doesn't it? If the asteroid is, I don't know, 30 to 40 meters, which is relatively small in comparison to some others, but if the sheer weight of that asteroid is more than a satellite, the asteroid isn't barely going to move, isn't it? That's the only thing I'm thinking. You can hit it at however many thousands of miles, kilometers an hour you want, but if that asteroid weighs 200 times more than the satellite you're hitting with it, it's not going to make a difference. It might just slow it down by 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but if it's far enough away from Earth, uh, then the orbit change could be just enough. That or we push it in a direct path. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We've had to move it, but now it's split in two and now it's going to hit us twice. <laughs> yeah, that's always a possibility. Okay, so 
Okay, let's move on to uh, human landing systems, guys. Um, we've got Blue Origin, which is the national team. Uh, partners with that one. Uh, it's, as well as you've got Blue Origin, but you've got Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, and Draper involved with them. And then we've got, St obviously, we've got the, the big leader that we've endless not hearing about uh, SpaceX with Starship and we've got DynaX which is called the Autonomous Logistics Platform for All Moon Cargo, Cargo Access or Alpaca so which one do you want to kick off with guys? that we want to ride the Alpaca to the moon yeah who wouldn't want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah Dynex is, uh, I think, the, my favourite one out of the out of the three. Um, just the way the the systems, you see in the animation there, you've got the essentially the coke coke cannon wheels, I like to call it, call it, and then you've got the frame around it that's literally lifts off and is completely reusable. I think I, I really like Dynex's idea. I think if anyone listening hasn't checked it out, quickly have a put it in Google, have a quick look at it. Um, Really clever idea the way it looks and works and everything. Yeah, yeah, that that's the one design. I really hope they succeed. In yeah, it could be a rover or it can take people to the moon and and it's much cheaper than the Blue Origin one. Yeah, the only the only question was that some people had was the side tanks. They get um, discarded on on descent because they have essentially two sets of tanks. They have like the I don't know if it's deorbiting tanks or the descent tanks. They have on the very outside. Once they the fuel spent in those, they chuck them away and they land on the moon surface. So space junk. What's going on there? I don't know. And then the, the main tanks that are in the frame are the ones that get refueled for it to ping back up to the uh, gateway. Yeah, it, it's not as good as the Starship with reusability, but it's, yeah. it's almost perfect compared to the Blue Origin. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if we... Blue Origin, I mean, I've, I've looked at their, their lander. Uh, it is good, and it'll probably work really well, but the landing system, I think, what, what was it like? Pretty much nearly all of it was going to be left behind until the Fathom out how to refuel it. I put a refueling system on the moon. So we're going to end yeah, up with yeah. we're going to end up with three, four, five, six of these empty landers waiting to be refueled before we can even retrieve them. Yeah, it's basically a bigger version of the Apollo lander. Yeah, definitely. To me, it raises the question, if we've spent enough time screwing this planet up, you know, like, is it really something we should be doing, starting already from day dot, to just start wearing away at the moon and leaving junk there? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in a way, we've already started doing that with Mars, some of the, the rovers and stuff there, because I have a look the other day, just to go off a little bit off topic, um, there's something in the region of 40 to 45 rovers or anything on the Mars on Mars and actually only about half of them have actually survived. So there's actually twenty plus damaged satellites or rovers or whatever it be on, on Mars. And fully fueled with God knows what 
crashed on crashed on Mars, probably leaking what radiation fuel, God knows what. Yeah, if we keep mm. it up, it's gonna be quite the debris field. Yeah, and then if but now we're going back to the moon, it'll be a similar situation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but there's still quite a lot of space for now, but. Yeah, for future it would be better to keep it reusable. Yeah, I mean, I think Blue Origin for me personally is in third place. Then you got Dynetics, and then if SpaceX manages to successfully nail the landing that's coming up very soon and the flight with Starship, they could be quite easily first if they nail Starship with the landing and everything else. Everybody assumes that Blue Origin is the future uh, horse in the race. When really, I mean, if you look at Dynetics being part of the uh, Lido's group, you know, they've got unimaginable amounts of uh, money that they could throw at it. And then we've got uh, Bezos in second regarding finances. And then uh, SpaceX in third place regarding finances. But what you know, when you look at it on that base value of, of how, how much money can actually be put out the projects from each respective company, like, people need to realise that SpaceX already work on a shoestring budget in the current launch market. On but they Earth. make it work. And you know they're the underdog, but that that's not to say that they're the one that's going to be underestimated. Yeah, and uh, Dynetics, I think, for me, they're. they're the top dog along Starship because Dynetics have had a hand in the gateway. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Because SpaceX just, well, they have the money and they pretty much use it, everything. I mean, SpaceX, it's a, it's a win-win for them because they've already won the cargo supply to the gateway regardless. Um, I think they're going to use a form as the Dragon module. I would make a, a larger one of it, apparently. The one that contracts, I think, earlier on in the year, I believe, with NASA. And cargo resupply to the yeah. Uh, gateway. Yeah, yeah, I think that Dragon XL was maybe in spring of this year when they announced. Uh, so I think even if they don't get Starship absolutely nailed, they could still utilize Falcon Heavy to whatever set up part of the gateway or deliver fuel cargo for hypothetically if Blue Origin and Dynetics won and SpaceX didn't. Yeah, they are covered. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so as for SpaceX I think it's a bit of a win-win because if they don't get the lander they're going to get the, well they've already won the cargo supply anyway. Yeah, and even, even the small price from the human landing systems that was about 135 million mm. that's gonna fire up their uh, prototyping already yeah so any money is good for them but um the, the only thing it comes down to is getting these things into orbit starship is a, a one one shot thing once it's up there it's there but you just got a case of fueling it up a few times to get to the moon dynetics if the rocket is big enough it can be put up there in one go but if it's any smaller rocket it's got to be two or three launches and then assembled in 
in orbit around Earth. And then Blue Origin, um, God knows with that, it looks absolutely massive. I don't know if you've seen pictures of it, but what they're planning on. Similar kind of thing, they have to do three or four launches to even put their lander into orbit. From what I've seen um, advertised in their uh, promotional videos. Yeah, I think uh, if if New Glenn will happen to be flying at that time, I think that could actually get the whole thing on in orbit yeah. with the one launch. They've got to test it and approve it though first. Yeah, I think I think are they going to but, sh- shouldn't have they been launching next year or was it 2022? Tori Bruno, I've. Tweeting every now and then, and I questioned it, questioned it on him uh, to him. And he, um, Tori Bruno, mentioned that the Vulcan is coming on in 2021. Definitely, it's going to be using the Blue Origin B4 engines before New Glenn launches. So we're going to see Vulcan first, those B4 Blue Origin engines, then. However long after that, we might see New Glenn, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And obviously we've got SpaceX with Starship and uh, the Super Heavy Booster being constructed. So, but... Like I said, even even the SLS hasn't been flight tested at the end of the day, so we're all... When you think we're going to land on the moon 2024, none of these rockets have actually been tested yet. It's kind of like, uh... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like saying you're going on holiday next week and you haven't got a car. You're like, oh, we're, just, we're still putting the car together. We're building it. Okay. Administrator was going to get us back to the moon with an ambitious timeline. It's definitely Bridenstine. Yeah, I, I, I really like Bridenstine. He's been uh, giving all the programs some speed. I mean, look at Artemis. It's actually maybe happening yeah I think if I think by 2024 Starship will be operational quite easily and even super heavy I think but then by by then will it just render SLS useless because Starship by then by 2024 you'd, you'd think maybe it's it'll have easily launched at least two Starlink payloads think i think if starship launches even one payload it will be easy to launch 10 more within a couple of months unless they fail to re-entry yeah i agree i mean we've seen spacex um with with the falcon architecture initially they struggled quite a lot to nail landings and and so actually start to reuse the rockets but then once they got it right you know they they got it bloody right there's you know it went full steam ahead one once they made started making successful landings with it so it wouldn't surprise me if the starship gets to as as you guys are just saying if starship makes it to orbit once it's going again and again and it's going to continue going and do you think this uh upcoming spacex events down at I think it's down at Boca Chica, isn't it? Do you think SpaceX will un- unveil a rough mock-up of, mock-up of the lunar lander, seeing as we've already seen Dynetics and Blue Origins? 
yeah, that, that would be very nice to see. Because it's, log it's log logical, because we've already seen Blue Origin. We've already seen Dynetics. SpaceX, SpaceX yeah. could quite easily do it. Yeah, from NASA's point of view, it would look like uh, Blue Origin and Dynetics are in front of SpaceX. Hmm. And all, all SpaceX have to do is just grab a few parts from the yard and just paint it white. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but then... But then we would have noticed that, wouldn't we? But uh, we haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and SpaceX would actually have actual material so, there, not who's just. Your money on? Uh, who are we going to see models. launching first parts of their lunar lander um, before the others? I'm going to put my money on the ULA launching Dynex. I think I would go with Dynetics too. As in the Vulcan. <laughs> yeah, because they, they've got the most... They've got the hand in the gateway, and they've got the most... I think it's, it's, it's pretty much done, they've just got to test it at the end of the day. And that's the thing with these three landers. Before they even use them, NASA said a, quite a while ago, I think a few people thought about this, they have to test it in this actual setting it's going to be used in before they do anything else. So, yeah, do, do you actually remember uh, who of the three were actually going to land on the moon before actually landing humans? Were all of them, all of the proposals going to land or...? I think whoever they choose, well, they're choosing two, aren't they? And the two they choose are going to have to do like a test run before they choose the actual final one that's going to take the crew. And that will be the final one, but they'll still use the second one later on. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> so, so there's going to be some sort of test run before we even see anything. But again, it's time scale. We'll, Will we see it in 2022 or 23? They'll have to do it way before that 2024 deadline. Because if they do it a couple of months before and something goes wrong, goodbye 2024 yeah. landing on the moon. <laughs> yeah, they really need some time. E even with a Crew Dragon that was pretty much a done vehicle, it took few uh, like a month or two to mm. complete the the modifications or rebuilds yeah. and the yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about Starship. Uh, we are pretty close to the 15-kilometer flight with SN8. Uh, there has been a few cryotests and they've been completed. Uh, latest, we're in... We've got the three Raptor engines uh, getting fitted, haven't we? We've seen a little peak of the nose cone from uh, Chica Gala and some of the guys down, at, down there. Yeah, sounds sounds like the static fires could be really soon. Yeah, um, 
I don't know if they've actually fitted the Raptor engines and everything yet, but uh, we've seen some pictures of those. Um, as for what serial the num number they are, I'd imagine they'd have to be the same version out of like a collection. Uh, I, I think I saw serial numbers 30, 32 and 39. Hmm. I saw 39 on site. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, the 39 was, I think it was the first one we saw going there. And actually, if I remember right, SN39 was the engine that reached uh, 330 bar. So they're reusing that engine that pushed. So it's interesting they're not using the same version, if you like, of each engine. Unless they are that, that similar, it won't make a difference. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that myself. But I mean, I guess the engines are... They can control the engines well, so... Maybe and imagine... I imagine with the big three, they'll only have to go up to half power anyway, if that. Well, well it will depend on the fuel load. Yeah, because it'll need quite a lot more to go to uh, 15 kilometers. So it'll probably be, what, say, a quarter full or something like that. Yeah, something like that, probably. And. About the engines, I think uh, since it was the serial number 39 that reads the uh, high bars, uh, I would think they are already going around serial number 45, maybe. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of the, uh, the tanks that were on the outside of the likes of SM5 and 6 now being finally being put, fitted on the inside. So we've seen a lot more of the outer structure being fitted in on the inside finally. Still a few lines down lines down the side for um, what looks like basic electronics or fuel lines, so that will eventually be fixed inside. Yeah. I mean if you would have kept them outside the re entry is going to be really difficult or the belly flop maneuver. Hmm. And it's just they'll have to it'll be a balancing act with that uh, belly flopper. They, they must have to. I'm just racking my brains how they'd actually do it because you'd have to get the center of gravity almost center or just below center, so the back end drops more than the front. So if, yeah, if, yeah. If the front, if the, if it goes into a nose dive, they won't be able to recover it. Yeah, yeah. Because of that, they are going to. Uh, I mean, they have already put the header tanks in the nose cone to yeah. get the balance yeah. more closely. Yeah, but uh, as well, we've got the uh, the high bay that's nearly complete now. Good uh, 230 foot that high bay is absolutely huge. Yeah, it's 81 meters tall, and I think Elon's one of the latest tweets was that he's that they are going to uh, install a a crane yeah. to the ceiling. Yeah. Well, people are saying that, but putting a crane there, but they seem to be putting a roof on the top, so I don't know what the deal is with that. But I can't imagine they'd put a crane on the top of the bay when they've already got the big, big giant cranes there. They'd probably just 
pull it out of the beer, fit the bits on the knee, then push it back into the beer like they've been doing with the uh, some of the stat little starships. Yeah, that, that could be. Because I think building a crane on top of the high beer would be a bit overkill because you'd have to build a crane, you know what I mean? Build a crane, build a crane when you've already got a crane there, you know what I mean? Why, re why construct something when you've already got the crane there to do the job? Well, the cranes that are already on site rentals. Though. Yeah, but they could just quite easily, it'd be just easier to buy one rather than reinventing the wheel, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like you can purchase this one for how many, how many hundreds of thousand pounds or dollars it is even, sorry. Or you can... Because I can't imagine that structure, the high bay, can even take a crane. Yeah, I think that would be a real problem. Because you think that structure of that high bay is the same as the smaller one. So for the roof to withstand a god knows how many tons, hundreds of tons of crane to lift part of heavy, super heavy booster, it just, it just crumple like a, like a cork can. So I don't, yeah. I don't think yeah, they're going to put crane on the top. Yeah, yeah, that's... Well, that maybe out of the question. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think, uh, yeah, uh, the Starship mass is around 120 tons, so hmm. super heavy would be more. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> but where you will need a crane is on Starship itself. Yeah. Because obviously it lands bottom first, and it's not a small vehicle. And the crew part is actually good. God knows how many feet off the ground. So they're going to need a crane or a lift of some sort within Starship that swings out and lowers down whatever needed yeah, yeah. to the lunar surface or the lunar surface of Mars eventually. Yeah, actually, I think in one of the renders there was a, like a, two rails going down. Yeah, like like, like you would on a high high rise building. Yeah, it's a similar thing to that, I imagine. And then they just window washing lights. Yeah, that's the thing I'm thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, a similar thing to that, and then it should be stable enough to just lower things down. But we still haven't seen anything with, uh, to do with the legs. They were supposed to be making the legs so so much was it something like 40 to 60 percent larger because the current legs were too small and fragile yeah there's been quite a lot of speculation what what they're going to look like i mean uh, some some option is like a falcon like leg that might even fall flip out or then sta stationary legs there are pretty good renders. Yeah. And the, to, I don't think it'll be Falcon style legs because it has to be self leveling, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. SpaceX did tease with Falcon style legs on a sign, hmm. though, didn't they? Boca Chica. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Elon also tweeted that they would be bigger and Falcon like. But whatever that means. 
it's all cryptic and we have to like decipher it don't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah we get our meme form from daddy elon <laughs> yeah well it's gonna keep the creative guys going and i saw a story as well um the the little village down at Borka Chica. I mean, you keep hearing stories with the village and stuff like that, that um, SpaceX are trying to move the other half of the village that they don't own out, because there might be sp some sort of splash damage risk and stuff like that. But whether that's just speculation or whether it's actually any truth to it, I don't know. So uh, that SpaceX well, are yeah, trying... Yeah, yeah. I, I read somewhere that there's only few people living there in, at this time and they want to make it the SpaceX employee site. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think it's supposed to be the, it's supposedly own half of it, then the other half a certain percentage is just the guys, all the guys down there pretty much filming, they got one or two remaining residents. But, um, I think a wind's going to be a big factor on this uh, 15k hop. Um, they'll probably imagine it's going to get delayed a lot until they have low wind to stop it drifting quarter, half mile off course, completely missing that uh, landing pad. Yeah, that, that sounds like a big factor. Because <laughs> when you think about it, the way you, where, where the, ship, the Starship is to where the landing pad is, it's not that far. When you think it's going to go up, Flop forward, and if you think aerodynamics, if the, the butt, it's going to be bottom end heavy, so the nose will be pointing up a little bit, it will tend to glide forward. It's 15 kilometers up in the air. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think that they will be aiming uh, for water splash down if something goes wrong, and with the final engine burn, they will go to yeah. the landing but yeah i mean it can correct it because we've seen just, i don't know if you've ever seen it one of the falcon 9s went slightly off course when it was landing back at the uh, back at land i don't know if it was this year or last year and i think someone... it was uh, actually uh, late 2018. yeah you just saw it come down it was just ever so slightly off course and as the landing burn came in it just kind of like woof just like put itself 30 metres back in range of the landing pad and it came down. Uh, was it the one that had uh, problems with grid fins? Because that was 2018 or was it the uh, drone ship Possibly, landings? possibly. You're just seeing it come down and it just slightly off course then as the landing burn came, came on it just all of a sudden just actually done like an extra burn to like push it back in the direction. Yeah, actually I think that was uh, the Falcon Heavy Center core on mm -hmm. STP-2 mission, because yeah. there was some damage to the thrust, thrust vector control system, so they had yeah. to abort at the last second. Any predictions on which uh, serial numbers go in orbital? I would say serial number 15. That's a 10. First one's going to go completely wrong. <laughs> I think <laughs> number nine will get number nine will get somewhere near. Then ten will be like, but I don't. I'm stick to eleven. <laughs> I've said eleven confidently for months. I believe eleven's going to be our orbital starship. 
I mean, I, I would hope so, but I, I do think that they will uh, do at least a couple of those 20 plus kilometer flights before going orbital. Yeah. Elon said mid team, so we're not too far off, but yeah. I think if, if it goes right first or second time or somewhere near, I think if it, if it works or almost works, they'll just gun it and go for it. The hardest, the harder test will be re-entering from orbit. Yeah, yeah, they will not not have it. The 15 kilometer hop doesn't really necessarily test anything as such because it wouldn't actually do that. Yeah, yeah, it kind of just tests mm. if the flaps work yeah. and how's the landing burn. Yeah, but they, they are still gonna have to do. Uh, higher hop and then maybe burn the engines to uh, get some speed when they come back to the atmosphere so they can actually test the heat shields mm. and hopefully everything doesn't rip off <laughs> yeah <laughs> because in, yeah, that... in their dragon module uh, recently they've had to re rejig the heat shield because where the bolts got fixed onto the main main part of the dragon module the actual bolts that fix on the heat pads. Um, apparently, where the bolts go through, there's just a weakness in it caused the, uh, the heat pads to degrade a lot more than what they're expected. Yeah, I think it was uh, around the attachments to the trunk. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Some, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's where the bolts go into the into the trunk. It caused a, a weakness and it. When they looked at it, it was like, yeah, came quite close. <laughs> yeah, but still, uh, I think they had a lot of margin because the capsules are designed for around five landings, so there was a lot of margin. Yeah, leave it there. That's all we've got time for today, folks. Thanks for listening. Remember to check out the next episode where myself and Miko will be talking autonomous drone ships.